If you're listening to this, I'm sure you've already heard that on June 12th, 2023, the world lost one of the great comic book legends, John Romita Sr. His son, John Romita Jr., announced on Twitter a day later that his father had passed away in his sleep at the age of 93. Mark and I wanted to record our thoughts on Mr. Romita's passing and what his work has meant to us. We've covered Mr. Romita's work extensively on our show, so please don't look to these responses as historical or academic reflections, but as emotional responses at the time of his death. If you're interested in hearing our more detailed delvings into the work of John Romita Sr., season two of this podcast includes nearly a dozen discussions of his Spider-Man run with Stan Lee. Season 2, Episode 1, features a discussion with writer Jerry Conway discussing his experiences working with John Romita Sr. and reading his work as a fan of the books as they were being released. Other notable episodes from that season included discussion of Romita Sr.'s work on the Spider-Man newspaper strip and discussion of all the villains he co-created. Additionally, in our first Essentials episode, Mark and I discussed Romita Sr.'s seminal Spider-Man No More. We sat down last year with his son, John Romita Jr., to discuss his work, and he talked about his memories of his father. Most of these episodes and more can be found in our Amazing Spider Talk Back Issues podcast, but this list is in no way exhaustive of all of our discussions about John Romita Sr.'s work. With that out of the way, I want to let Mark have the first word about John Romita Sr.'s passing. Hey everyone, this is uh, Mischievous Mark Giannacchio, and... I'm here today to talk a little bit about what uh, John Ramita Sr. meant to me and, and you know, my connection to comics and to Spider-Man as a whole. You know, what, what always kind of fascinated me about Ramita and his work is the fact that, you know, he was kind of at the peak of his powers as an artist a good 10 to 15 years before I was even born, and yet... You know, you hear so many people, and I I agree with these sentiments. They they associate you know the 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 legacy of Spider-Man's visuals with John Romita, and you know I I, I can't think of a better way to put it. Like it, it, Romita's Spider-Man was my Spider-Man, even though my Spider-Man was really you know Alex Saviak and then frankly Tom McFarlane in the late 1980s. But, you know, Tom McFarlane, of course, leaned heavily on uh, Ramita's influences in terms of, you know, the large eyes and the Spidey mask. But but more than just the visual references, it's just he, he Ramita popularized Spider-Man as an art form. And, you know, there are some people who say, you know, versus uh, what Steve Ditko did as Spider-Man's creator, you know, that, that Ramita kind of, you know, made Spider-Man mainstream. And that's sometimes said in a derogatory way and I, I just don't agree with that I, I I would like to think on this show one of the things we aspire to do is is to be inclusive as fans you know we want we want all people's viewpoints and you know what they like or don't like to kind of be part of the conversation what I always like to say about Ramita is he made Spider-Man accessible to the masses. And that's a great thing. Like, like the more who can come in and share this thing, the better. Like, why, why do we want to not include people? And, you know, it's not that I think that Steve Ditko wanted to intentionally shut people out, but, you know, his, his Spider-Man was a darker, loner, outcast Spider-Man and the artwork reflected that. And it was brilliant. And I think, you know, per personally speaking, I came to Ditko a little later 
in life when maybe uh, I, I had kind of developed a little bit more of that cynicism and and that discerning eye. But as a as a younger uh, child, when I first started reading comics, you know, I I would get the reprints or, or see like these flashback sequences, a lot of which Ramita would come back and draw in the modern comics for me at the time. And like, just associate like that's what Spider-Man should look like. You know, he, he he should he should be muscles, and the character underneath the mask should be someone who you know looks like a good-looking person from the real world because he's a superhero. And 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 you know, like I think we kind of idolize these heroes one you know in some form or fashion. And Ramita put the visualization to that that element with Spider-Man, and of course the supporting cast. I mean, like. You know, we always talk about how great Spider-Man's supporting cast is. It's the best supporting cast in comics. And I, I really feel that that model became popularized again with Ramita. Like he, he is the one that made it into a soap opera. You know, some people say, oh, it was like Archie and, and Jughead in terms of the teen romance and teen drama with Peter and Gwen and Harry and MJ. It was so much more than that. You know, Ramita brought in uh, Joe Robbie Robertson. He, he, he brought more complexity to J. Jonah Jameson. I mean, you know, there were some great Ditko scenes with Jameson, but I feel like he softened Jameson the way he softened Peter and the way he softened the rest of his supporting cast. You know, he took the Osbournes, he, he preserved the Tootsie Roll hair. So it's not like he completely dismissed the artwork of Steve Ditko, but um, he made the, the, the Osbournes human. Uh, you know, there was true drama with that. And, and these are all the things that I think when we talk about the Spider-Man universe and, you know, when we're critiquing today's comics and, you know, well, well, well that's not really Spider-Man or that's not really Peter. I, I think a lot of it, whether we realize that or not, we're using Ramita's time on the book, perfecting and refining these visualizations as the measuring stick for that. You know, I I, I said on uh, Twitter uh, the day that or the day after Ramita passed that, you know, Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko, they were they were pioneers to me. They 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 brought dreamscapes and cosmic landscapes into a visual reality. But Ramita really is the artist that perfected the idea of the world outside your window, which is kind of Marvel's calling card. And by that, I mean, it, he he made comics, superhero comics look like real life. And and that's why I've always been a Marvel person and a Spider-Man person, that relatability, that uh, that 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 idea of connecting this fantasy with with the real world is probably part of the reason why we all in, in one way, shape or form get so hot and bothered. And how we talk about Spider-Man and, and the comics sometimes and and you can kind of credit that back to Ramita too because he made it a real thing he made it a tangible thing it, it, it was less of this kind of detached fantasy so you know he had an amazing career I mean you know a, a passing of someone this great is is sad no matter how you put it but all the same you know what a life to celebrate you know, I, I obviously send condolences to, you know, JRJR and, and the entire Ramita family. You know, my, my understanding is that they're, 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 they're Long Island folk. I'm on Long Island. So, you know, it's like, you know, we're all part of this community here. I am also kind of, you know, happy about the fact that he, he lived such a full life, you know, had the outpouring of love and affection for, 
Ramita has just been overwhelming from from my vantage. I, I just salute his career and and will continue to read his comics and and make that visual association. He's my favorite artist and that's just never going to change. I just don't think that will ever be supplanted. So uh, we, you know, rest in peace, John Ramita. You know, I hope that these words made sense why someone in his early 40s would be talking about uh, John Ramita like, you know, this was the artist that he grew up reading because I really didn't, but I also kind of did because his influence was that great. I don't quite know how to follow Mark and his reflections on the passing of someone like John Romita Sr. Not just because Mark did an excellent job articulating his thoughts. It was his writing and historical knowledge of the character that brought us together to do our show after all. But also because his sentiments are very much my own. I also didn't grow up with John Romita Sr.'s artwork in a contemporary fashion. Exactly the opposite. I grew up in the excesses of the 90s. And yet, Ramita's artwork was the artwork of my youth, almost as a sort of defiance of the defining concept of comics in the 90s. More, more, more. Ramita saw himself as a storyteller first and an artist second. I grew up with an industry that had that idea profoundly flipped on its head. For Ramita, the storytelling evolved out of precision, not pouches. How the story was told was paramount. You can see it in every layout he ever touched, every line he ever drew. His work was iconic, and I mean that in every sense of the word. Yes, Steve Dicko and Stan Lee co-created Spider-Man, but John Romita Sr. made him an icon. To describe someone's work as iconic can mean that it has representative value, standing in for something vast and complicated with a simple image or idea. I think Romita's work is that. His Spider-Man is all Spider-Mans. All Spider-Mans are in some way his Spider-Man. Romita crafted an image of Spider-Man that has become undoubtedly the icon of the character. Buy a Spider-Man hat, lunchbox, backpack, toaster oven, it likely features Romita's version of the character. His Spider-Man is the platonic ideal, which isn't to diminish it, in fact the opposite. Romita's style is so iconic in that it is so elegant, refined, and considerate that it simultaneously both reduced and elevated Spider-Man so as to define the core element of the character. It simplified and expanded the character, and that somehow made Spider-Man more universal, more relatable. It handed the character off to infinity. How many artists can claim something like that? Spider-Man is the most recognizable superhero on the planet. Why? John Romita Sr. Ditko's Spider-Man was a person. Flawed, wonderful, beautiful, everything we love about Spider-Man. But Romita's Spider-Man was a hero. Only together was the picture complete. If Stanley and Steve Dicko are the fathers of Spider-Man, John Romita Sr.'s legacy deserves to be as the adoptive stepfather and the good kind. So tremendous was his influence on Spider-Man, a character that he isn't credited with creating, that it dwarfs his legacy on characters he actually is credited with creating. Just for a start, he designed Wolverine, the Punisher, Black Widow, and Luke Cage for God's sakes. The guy was the art director at Marvel for nearly two decades, overseeing a consistency on their products and defining what we know as Marvel to this day. And still, with all that influence, his work on Spider-Man stands the tallest. Sure, perhaps this is due to most people approaching these kind of topics with the layperson's knowledge, but I like to think of it as an acknowledgement of an earned legacy. In my eyes, that's how I'll remember John Romita Sr., an artistic great, 
my favorite Spider-Man artist, and the third co-creator of Spider-Man. And yet still, I think, in all of this, it seems the man's best creations extended beyond the page. And while I only met him briefly, and I'm thankful for the time that we shared, all accounts talk of what a wonderful person John Romita Sr. was. Not only as a colleague, but as a family man whose empathy touched all. Countless are the stories of his generosity to young artists, even on our show, as his son recounted time spent at the drawing board with his father. I've enjoyed reading all of the remembrances of Romita this week, soaking them up and adding to my understanding of the man. If his worth was measured alone in the generosity, kindness, and talent of his son, who bears his name, and likely inherited many of these attributes and talents from his father, his legacy would be rich. As for how John Romita Sr. touched my life, I'm not sure I'll ever be able to capture that profundity in words. Giving a young Dan Gvozdin the gift of art, an appreciation for craft, the feeling of companionship, and a lifetime of entertainment cannot be valued. How do you quantify the value of experiencing true magic or feeling less alone? If you have a way, I'll be happy to recoup the Ramita family for what they deserve. On my wall hangs a copy of Amazing Spider-Man number 50 with Ramita's signature on it. When I handed him the comic, he turned it over in his hand and said, This cover is my favorite. It's mine too. The iconic image of Peter walking away from a giant image of Spider-Man, his back turned as Spidey peers over his shoulder itself a perfect representation of the equally iconic image of Peter walking away from a trash can that holds his costume that can be found within the comic. There are no words to describe the richness of these images. Images that, while simple on the surface, are rich with complex, thoughtful design and show an artist, an icon, a storyteller with no equal, working at the absolute peak of what the medium can convey. I look to it often, and I'm reminded again of what I like about this character, this medium, and the work of Romita Sr. all over again. That's magic. Thank you again, John Romita Sr. My condolences to your family, friends, and to any reconciling with this great loss. You'll be missed, but your contributions will outlast us all. 